Hello, welcome to Let's Catch Up, um, a podcast where I fully ignore the Colleen Ballinger thing and don't talk about it because I don't, I just don't understand. And there's plenty of other people talking about it. So if you came here for information about a YouTube girl, um, this is not the place. Surprise. Um, but we are going to talk about Kiki Palmer's boyfriend slash baby daddy. We are going to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and a psychic. Um, we are going to talk about uh, the writer strike some more. We're also, well, we're really not going to talk about this. But I just need to mention that allegedly Selena Gomez and Jeremy Allen White are dating, which seems random. But I also love every single meme that's like, that says that she took that show, Selena and Chef, very seriously. I think it's funny every time. Um, I don't know about it, but whatever. Love that for them, I guess. I don't know. I just like really can't even process it. Um, Also, apparently, like the number one, the overall number one pick in the NBA draft security hit Britney Spears. I've... What is going on? Apparently, July 4th was like the hottest day on record. And I think we're all losing it. I think we're all overheating and we're losing it. And maybe we should just take like a break. Like just like two days where society just deep inhales and deep exhales. And we calm down because the heat is getting to us and people are acting silly. Um, Including me, honestly. Silly, goofy girl. I'm just kidding. I'm like laying down in the air conditioning. Um, Anyway, let's catch up. Okay, I have to discuss something here that I tried to discuss with um, a group of people during the holiday weekend and received minimal reaction from. Um, Clearly, it's still haunting me, but this is the safe place for me to discuss this. Um, Raise your hand if you've ever watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, If your hand is up, I apologize for how dry and bland this explanation is actually about to me. If you have never watched, um, buckle up. So Kyle Richards, if you are not already familiar, is Paris Hilton's aunt. Her sister is Kathy Hilton. Um, Their other sister is Kim. Kim and Kyle Richards were both on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Um, I think they were both original cast members. Kim has gone on and off the show for years as she struggled with substance abuse. Kyle has stayed on the show in its entirety. Um, Kyle's husband, Mauricio, arguably the hottest house husband. I don't really think he's got a lot of competition. They have been married the entirety of the time she's been on the show. Prior to the show, she was married once for a very short period of time and had a daughter. But her and Mauricio have three other other children um so in total have raised four girls they all look the same despite their age difference I could not tell you which one is which um Kyle's always been I've been a housewife that I enjoy quite frankly but I think that some people find her a little like snaky um she aligned herself a lot with like Lisa Vanderpump she was very quick to like get involved in drama but not really like be in the center of anything and when Kim was dealing with her substance abuse issues clearly on screen a lot of people were quick to say that Kyle did not like defend her sister enough I feel like once you start getting into actual family dynamics it kind of gets difficult because like they're sisters like you know Kyle is there for Kim but like maybe not the way that you want her to be on camera I don't know like 
ultimately when it really came down to it, like Kyle was there for Kim, but I think that there was some, now that Kathy is on the show some, there was some, you know, rumblings, discussions about whether or not, you know, Kathy would have been a better ally for Kim on the show, but obviously, um, almost 20 years ago, Kathy Hilton was not going to be on Real Housewives because she was Kathy Hilton. She was Paris and Nikki's mom. She was, um, you know, hotel royalty and Real Housewives were for women that didn't have careers anymore or never did have careers and whatever. So Kyle and Mauricio are married for 27 years as of this year. They have gone through uh, semi-ups and downs. They've always seemed like a pretty st- um, like steady couple in the housewives um, world. We have a lot, a lot. There's so much drama, the housewives and their husbands. There is one husband, y'all, who um, started out on Atlanta the very first season. And when him and his wife in Atlanta got divorced, he ended up dating a woman who was a real housewife of Potomac. He just bebopped to another cast because he was like, I must stay on camera. Also, I hate him. (laughs) Anyway, so we've got a lot of drama with the house husbands, but Kyle and Mauricio have never really seemed like a particularly dramatic marriage. They've seemed like two people who actually do really love and care about one another. 13 years ago on an episode of Real Housewives, um, they invite a psychic, a medium, whatever, to Camille Grammer's house. Now, keep in mind, Camille Grammer is the wife, ex-wife of... Kelsey Grammer of Frasier fame. Um, Camille is on Real Housewives, and she, honestly, I did not enjoy Camille on the show. I think she's, um, also, is she back now, or is she just, like, friend of? What's going on there? I don't know. Anyway, so they're at Camille's house, and they're seated around a table, and you, one thing you need to know about the um, Beverly Hills Housewives is that um, Faye Resnick is uh, has been like a friend of and been around them all for a very long time. And Faye Resnick um, was friends with Nicole Brown Simpson and Kris Jenner. So there is like a weird OJ tie-in too. And during this dinner, if I remember correctly, someone, the psychic made some sort of like weird remark that could be like inferred to be about Nicole and OJ. But anyway, the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Um, so they're at this dinner and this psychic is taking these drags of this comically long e-cigarette. And she's going around the table and she's saying things to everyone. And she looks at Kyle and she says, have you been married before? And it's very clear that Kyle is like skeptical of this woman and not super interested. She looks at Kyle and she says, have you ever been married before? And Kyle says, yeah, I was once. We got divorced. She said, um, oh, well, I was going to say you'll be divorced again or something like that. And Kyle kind of makes this quip to the psychic, but dead face. She says, if my husband leaves, I'm going with him. Okay. The psychic looks at her and I don't know what else, I don't remember what else transpired, but the psychic looks at Kyle, takes a drag from this comically long, like it's Cruella DeVille length. Okay. And this is way ahead of jeweling. Let's keep in mind, way ahead. Looks at Kyle and says, your husband will never emotionally fulfill you. Just know that. And people are like wide-eyed around the table. And she goes, when the kids are bigger, he will leave you. You'll have nothing in common. And people are like, whoa, whoa. But when it aired, there was a lot of people who were like, not Kyle and Mauricio. I don't know what she's talking about. Like, that is ridiculous. And um, a lot of people were like, she definitely must have just been picking up the vibes of Camille and Kelsey who got divorced not long after. Cut to this past weekend. 
after some pictures had been floating around of Kyle being photographed with this lesbian country singer, just the two of them in some pictures, some pictures were like the kids and the singer's name is Morgan and Kyle. But people were like, it's giving Chriselle. Like, what's going on? What's going on? So there were rumblings. This weekend, the news breaks. After 27 years of marriage, Kyle and Mauricio are separating. And we are freaking out. We, the community of people too online, watching too much reality TV, we, the pop culture community, are freaking out because this is the first time that I've ever been like, maybe she, maybe psychics are right. Maybe, maybe we should all be listening to mediums. She knew. She knew. Not just that they were going to separate, but that it was when the children grew up, they were not going to have anything in common. Okay. I would love to interject here that like when I was trying to tell people about this weekend, multiple people were like, it's not really that hard. I mean, like 50% of divorce of marriages end in divorce. Like she just don't yuck my yum. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. This crazy. No one thought that she was right. And she was right. Or so we thought. Because after a weekend of multiple news sources posting that they are getting a divorce, people, Us Weekly, you know, the reliable ones. Kyle posts a statement that her and Mauricio have been struggling and they have had a hard year, but they are not separating and they are not divorcing and they would appreciate people um, um, keeping from speculating. I couldn't remember the word I wanted to use, like refraining from speculating. That's the word I was looking for. Now, isn't that wild? Here's the thing. If they aren't getting divorced, I love that for them. 27 years is a really long time. I am sure that they have had some hard times. If they still love one another and like want to continue to live in one of their many houses together and whatever, God bless. I'm not mad. And I will fully get over the like kind of joy that I felt when I read it because I realized that it all tied back into that psychic. I'm perfectly okay with it. But is that not just so crazy that this psychic, it was the fact that like, there's just so many things that I feel like people either, maybe normal people don't care about, or maybe they don't understand. It's the fact that like, it was on camera. It's the fact that she's been on the show this entire time, right? She was on the show then when the psychic said it, the medium, I don't know, a medium, mm, her Instagram says medium, but isn't a medium like the Long Island medium? Like you speak to dead people, you don't speak to... You aren't just like predicting things. Anyway, it's the fact that she was on the show the entire time. It's the fact that she specifically said it would be when the kids got older. And we all just did not think it was true. Anyway, I think they might still be together, but it was a really chaotic couple of days. She says, the girl, that it did not impact at all. You know what I love most about this country? What I love most, what I feel most patriotic about this July 4th weekend. Some people said freedom, not me. Some people said fireworks, not me. I said I love how we can become united to bully a man off of Kiki Palmer's internet after he makes silly little comments about her and what she's wearing. That's what I love about this country. We band together and bully a man off of the internet. It's so good. So if you're not familiar, first of all, I love saying this to you guys, but I really do mean it. Like, congrats. Um, Kiki Palmer has a child, a baby, and she has it with this man named Darius Jackson. Now, we do not know a lot about him. 
I honestly didn't know his name until this happened. Um, Darius Jackson is her, the father of her child and her boyfriend. And, um, he is legitimately on her payroll and, um, does not have a career outside of Kiki Palmer. An important thing to note, Kiki went to go see, um, Usher in Las Vegas on Wednesday and she was wearing this cute little number that was like a black bodysuit under a sheer kind of like polka dot dress thing. And I feel like this is a look we've seen a lot of, for one. Florence Pugh is out here in a sheer number with, like, you know, a bikini bottom on constantly. Um, so I feel like, one, this is, like, very trendy, but it's also very classy. She looks great. It's black. She's in Vegas. She's at the Usher show. Again, she looks great. Um, she Usher comes out into the audience and serenades her. Now, this is not the first time Usher has been spotted serenading a celebrity or just a woman in general. And I can understand that how a man who doesn't really have a job and no one knows who you are outside of being Kiki Palmer's boyfriend might be threatened by singing, by Usher singing and holding on to your girlfriend very tightly. Now, if you were a normal person, you would be like, listen, that's a lot. But, like, I don't think my girlfriend was going to leave me for Usher on a Wednesday night in Las Vegas. I think she's just enjoying his talent and his residency. A not normal person does what Kiki Palmer's boyfriend does. So he quote tweets the video of Usher um, singing There Goes My Baby with Kiki. And, like, Kiki sings a little bit, too. It's great. He quote tweets it and says, it's the outfit, though, dot, dot, you a mom. I don't want to get into the grammar here, but nothing is more infuriating to me than me. I can't, can't even speak. Either do an ellipsis or do a single period. You can't do two periods. That's not an option. That's not a choice. Don't do that. He said, it's the outfit though, spelled T-H-O, dot, dot, you a mom. Just chock full of mess. Two periods. Do an ellipsis like a normal person. She is a mother. That doesn't mean she doesn't need to look good when she goes to Las Vegas. So he quote tweets that. And everyone is like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Now, the day before the concert, Kiki had tweeted, like, I'll tell you something. Like, I love my man or whatever. The kind of thing, honestly, that Hallie um, Bailey also was doing. Where they tweet about how much they love these men. And then these men embarrass them embarrass them. Now, I saw a tweet, and I think that this is worth mentioning, because I think that we are seeing some, like, real stars develop, right? Hallie, Kiki, they're both people who have been in the business for a very long time, but I think very naturally they are blossoming into, like, potential EGOT winners. Like, Kiki Palmer, if she does not become an EGOT, we'll have done something wrong. You know what I mean? These are women that are incredibly talented, and, um, have been for quite some time, but they're really having a star moment. And there was a documentary about Whitney Houston, and I saw this on Twitter. Please don't get me wrong. I did not watch the documentary. But someone pointed out that in the first half of the documentary, one of the things that is pointed out is that when Whitney Houston had a big career moment, almost immediately following it, Bobby Brown would have like a public crisis. He was getting arrested. He was causing trouble. He was stealing the attention back, right? He was taking the attention back on himself. I think we should acknowledge that it is potentially the fact that these women are absolutely out here 
becoming like A-listers if they are not already and dating men who are, you know, Bossip or whoever called, um, called, uh, Halle Bailey's boyfriend, uh, an E-lister, um, this man that Kiki Palmer procreated with is not even an E-lister. He like literally is not known. They are stealing the attention away from these women. So he proceeds to tweet something that is truly so crazy. Again, please remember, this man does not have a job other than working for Kiki Palmer. I think he started out as her trainer or something. He does not have a career. He is not known for anything. It is not like he was famous on his own. They met at an after party and started dating. No, okay? Keep that all in mind. Because this person... (laughs) I just, the audacity. He tweets after the, it's outfit though. He tweets, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother of, of, to his kids, should be of his kids, whatever, to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. <laughs> he started by saying he's the man of the family. I'm so sorry. He needs to be so serious. Kiki Palmer is the man of that family, period. End of story. The man of the family showcase booty cheeks. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Get out of here. Get out of here. Someone, so, you know, Twitter immediately starts going like publicly calling out the mother of your child on Twitter is crazy, especially if she's Kiki Palmer. If Usher sings to your wife in Vegas and she still comes home to you and your baby, you've won. Like, obviously, it's like his thought process is gross to begin with. But presumably, if this is her partner, they probably are like texting, you know, at least. Um, So he could have said something in private to tweet it is tacky and it's gross and it's why I'm grateful that we bullied him right off of Twitter. I say we, I didn't take any part of it, but I cheered everybody along. Um, I'm grateful that we bullied him right off Twitter because he was behaving absolutely silly to literally, I I just don't think he's contributing that much. I don't know the details of their family, but to call yourself the man of your family when you are literally on your wife or your girlfriend's payroll is crazy. Um, So I'm desperate for her to not because Kiki Palmer is having a real moment, right? Like, I mean, we all love True Jackson VP. Um, We all love Akilah and the Bee. Like, she's been a star for a while, but she's having a real moment. She's having a real, um, like, I feel like viral. Like, this is her internet, you know? Every interview she gives. She just literally interviewed the vice president of the United States, and this man is tweeting these things. She had a sit-down conversation with the vice president of the United States. And she has a man at home that is saying, cover up. You're a mom. Just ridiculous. But the day after the show, Kiki posted all these pictures of her in her outfit and said, I wish I had taken more pictures. Thank you so much to Usher. What a great show. Yada, yada, yada. She looked great. And um, if that's what she wants to do because she wants to stay with the father of her child, that's none of my business because she looked great and she wants to show him, hello, hello, (laughs) I'm the boss, okay? I run this show. Um, I just like don't, like if they didn't have a child, would he have cared? I don't know. There's a lot of questions, but like um, the, the, the one question I do not have is whose side we're on. I'll just put it that way. We're always on Kiki Palmer's side here at Let's Catch Up. Keep that in mind.
Okay, I have to ask this question about Michael Rubin's white party um, because I've never seen this much footage from it before. This man is the CEO of Fanatics. I had truly never heard of his name or seen his face until this weekend where he hosted a 4th of July white party out in the Hamptons that has a guest list that like is truly insane. And when I initially, well, the first thing I saw was the TikTok that like all of these women made that I will run through the list of in a moment. And I was like, what are they up to? And why are they all hanging out together? Well, it turns out they were at this party. And then the more people that I saw at this party, I don't think I've ever seen this many A-listers in one place since the Met Gala, I guess. That's probably the last time. Even then, still not that many. Like, this is nuts. I'm I'm genuinely confused because there's also like, there was like drone footage. There was a lot of security. Okay. So anyway, this party's out, um, I think, at this man's house in the Hamptons, and um, truly crazy. So this is the third annual. Um, of course, it is uh, all-white attire. Um, so the guest list included, I'm just running through all of this, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kim Kardashian, Kendall Jenner, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's daughter who looks like just like Jennifer Garner, Travis Scott, Justin Bieber, Haley Bieber, Kevin Hart, DJ Khaled, Tom Brady, Emily Ratajkowski. I always have such a hard time with her name. Um, Lala Anthony, Lori Harvey, Justine Skye, Kendall Jenner. They were all the ones that were like in the TikTok together that I was very confused by. Um, who else was there? James Corden, which was confusing. Jack Harlow, Drewski. Jack Harlow like DJed at some point. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Corey Gamble, Micah Parsons, um, Robert Kraft, Lil Baby, um, James Harden, Joel Embiid, um, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma is that his first name? Usher. Um, Usher performed at some point too. Meek Mill, Mbappe. <laughs> and they all like all of the ones that have um like alcohol brands started whipping those out at one point. Kevin Hart was like serving shots of whatever his tequila is, which speaking of celebrities with tequila, I'm surprised The Rock was not there serving out Terramana, honestly. Devin Booker, which him and Kendall have officially broken up, right? I can't keep track. Um, also, Michael Rubin's daughter was there and her name is Kylie, and that's confusing for the literature that I'm trying to read. Um, when looking at all of this, but I mean, the, the celebrities are insane, but the other thing that's crazy is this guy does, um, like watch pricing and evaluations on TikTok. And I guess he normally does them for like celebrities, generally speaking, just like, you know, DJ Khaled is out, you know, at some event and he takes a picture with his watch and this guy just posts about the watch and says, you know, here's how much it costs. He did it for this event and people, people. People, the cost of some of these watches. I am not a watch girl. I do not know about watches. I do not know about watch prices. But I do know, generally speaking, what a lot of money is. I mean, not from, like, personal experience, but, you know. So I start watching this guy's TikTok, and he's going through the watches. And some of them are, like, like the cheap end of the watches is, like, $60,000. Every now and then he, like, shows somebody's watch and it's, like, oh, 16, you know, $50,000, $60,000, $80,000. And then he starts creeping up into six figures for a watch. $130,000, $200,000, $350,000, $400,000 for a watch. 
for a watch. This is actual stealth wealth, kids. Not like, you know, Sophia Richie wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. People kept saying that her wedding looks were stealth wealth when she was like quite literally wearing like the Chanel logo jumpsuit one day. That's not stealth wealth. Stealth wealth is wearing a white button down, a white pair of jeans, a white pair of shoes to a white party, and your outfit costing in total maybe 10 grand and wearing a $400,000 watch honey crazy um i i don't know if they had any fun you know there was a dance floor that lit up pink later in the night so that seems fun um but these things seem like kind of stressful like i guess if you are Haley bieber like you have your husband there you have kendall there like you know all these people i doubt there are very few people there that it was like their first time there and they didn't know anybody like if you know michael rubin i'm guessing you know a lot of other people but that is what I always think about is like, what if you're new famous and like you get invited to one of these things and you show up and you're like so excited and then you just end up in the corner, like sitting by yourself, drinking champagne, eating pizza, like people watching because you realize that you don't have any friends there. Now, is it messed up to say if that was the case, I would not be mad at the people watching in the pizza and the champagne, but I would also try and steal a $400,000 watch. Yikes. Hi, I don't know if this is more of a question or a what we're watching, but is it just me or does it feel like Hulu is cranking out the documentaries and the docu-series? I don't know if they have a partnership. I don't know if these are all FX. I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like every time I get on Hulu to inevitably um, like just watch Happy Endings or something, I see like all of these ads for things that look kind of interesting, but... Like I said, I inevitably do not end up watching. But we um, have talked about some other ones, but, like, there's this Ashley Madison one that's um, coming out this week. And, like, that is not something that I feel like you would normally be intrigued by. But with the, like, Duggar of it all and the shiny happy people, it's like, are they going to talk about Josh Duggar? Could that be interesting? I don't know. There's, like, the Hillsong one, which actually does interview Carl Lentz. Um, although he does have this like hair grown out to the shoulders and it's giving like Jesus cosplay and I don't like it. It makes me very uncomfortable, but the documentary talks to him and his wife about not just like his specific scandal, but obviously Hillsong as a whole, but like discovery plus already did a Hillsong documentary and this isn't really like Firefest. Like no one wants to watch every single documentary about this weird thing. They have, I think the fact that Carl Lenz is in this one is supposed to be some sort of appeal, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, There's the one about Tupac's mom called Dear Mama. She was like an activist, which I didn't know that, to be honest. But I mean, like, Tupac literally died, allegedly. Um, Sorry, bad joke. Um, Around the time I was born, so that makes sense. Um, There's this interesting one called Black Travel Across America, and I think she does, like, food and stuff, which, you know, love that. There is one that I feel like could be a vibe. It's called Queen Maker, The Making of an It Girl, and um, it talks about, like, the 2000s um, socialites, which, like, bring back socialites, okay? No one – the reason that Nepo babies are annoying is because they should be socialites, right? Like, Lily Rose Depp doesn't need to act. She's supposed to just be a socialite. Haley Bieber, 
I don't even know. I mean, she's like kind of be- eclipsed her family. I feel like at this point she is more Bieber than she is Baldwin. But like this documentary focuses on Paris Hilton, um, Nicole Richie, Tinsley Mortimer, Olivia Palermo. Now, Olivia Palermo, for what it's worth, did work. But Tinsley Mortimer, that's a socialite, baby. She's not out here trying to create anything for you or run a business. She's just showing up to events and wearing your shoes that you gifted her and telling people how cute and comfy they are. That is what we want. So might get into this documentary. I'm not sure. But it feels like there's just a lot going on. I don't know. There's this very old one about like the Nickelodeon 90s kids, which I feel like could be interesting. And then on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, there is one about MLK and FBI. See, like we're all over the place. And I don't know, like we had the we work moment a couple years ago but that was another one that like simultaneously we had a we work on um hulu and then the obviously um remake show on apple tv plus there's also the sarah lawrence thing which i read that article and i did not watch this documentary but like if you watched it let me know the 1619 project there's an aaron carter doc there's like an infiltrating the KKK doc. Like they're covering every single possible angle. And I'm wondering if we should be doing more Hulu documentary dives. I don't know. I just found this like very interesting. And I'm like, maybe this is something that I'm going to spend my time watching. But if you have watched any of these and they were bad and I shouldn't watch them, please let me know. Okay, something we're paying attention to and we have been paying attention to, so this is not anything new, is the writer's strike. Um, they are still striking, just in case you were wondering. Um, they are in month two, and they're uh, the, S- uh, the SGA, <laughs> student government, wow. Um, SAG has not come to an agreement yet either, and so there is, like, you know, um, potentially the we're, – we're still living in the world where they potentially – both strike, but the writer's strike is still happening. Um, and my favorite part of the writer's strike just now is that there was like a Dolly Parton themed writer's strike, like a nine to five themed writer's strike. And obviously Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin were there because if there's one thing, the two of those two are going to do, it's be on the right side of history. I told a friend the other day, this is really dark, but I told a friend the other day that like, sometimes I, I mean, they're older, but sometimes I think about when we lose them and how sad I'll be. And then it makes me wonder if I should really work on my like parasocial relations with relationships with celebrities. I don't think it's like actually as bad as some people, you know, like people who like actively stalk celebrities or shape their life around celebrities. But I do get sad when I think about it. Um, but there were Dolly Parton drag queens and uh, they said it was called like striking nine to five. Um which, you know, love that. But they were both just like standing out there and, you know, um, speaking into megaphones and stuff. And I just, I love them so much. Um, and I'm glad that Grace and Frankie isn't impacted by this strike and I might have to do a rewatch. Um, but really what I wanted to talk about is this like very strange thing with Ryan Murphy. So Ryan Murphy, there are four shows that are still actively um, filming that have not been impacted by the strike. Basically meaning that they have not, the strike has not been able to get them to shut down production. Um, 
And of those four shows, three of them are Ryan Murphy shows, including one that Kim Kardashian was on set for. And she was like sitting in, I guess, a throne on set and tweeted like, on set for American Horror Story, what are you guys up to or something? And all these people immediately just like pounced on her and they were like picketing, protesting, striking. People were like, girly, are you crazy? Just like tweeting out like, cross the picket line. Eh. <laughs> um. So anyway, Ryan Murphy is has three shows in production currently. It's American Horror Story, American Sports Story, and then something else. I don't even know. Um, which American Sports Story sounds lame. I'm sorry. Like 30 for 30 already exists? Anyway, so um, <laughs> he is on these three shows. He's producing these three shows. And he is a member of the WGA because he is a writer. And he has said like explicitly that he um, is not writing on these sets, that he's just there as a producer and and a director. He's not crossing the picket line. I find that very hard to believe just based on, like, the reality of the situation. Like, we know that I am not, like, on a TV set regularly, but if you're there as a director and a producer and someone says something that you think is, like, a little weird or a little off or the timing's strange or it's, like, not as clear as you initially thought – surely you would just rewrite that or give them like alts and in doing that are you not writing are you not crossing the picket line I find it very hard to believe that he is not but anyway I'm not the only one that thought it was very weird um because this man his name is uh Warren I think he is the one of the WGA strike captains I think WGA East and he tweeted out that like um American Horror Story crew members were told that they would be, quote, blackballed in Murphy land if they didn't cross the WGA picket lines. And then Ryan Murphy was like, that's categorically false. And I guess what ended up happening is like WGA reached out to Warren and was like, you have to take that tweet down and you have to say that you're like, sorry, and you just like made it up or whatever. Um, And he retracted the tweet. And then um Ryan Murphy, apparently profoundly litigious Ryan Murphy, um, had his attorney reach out to the WGA to threaten um, to sue them and this man, Warren Light, late. Um, So this man had to resign from his role as a strike captain. And um, I'm assuming he's like still, you know, picketing or whatever. But um, I just think it's so interesting that like there's a whole rider strike going on. There's all these people um, who are, like, actively trying to, like, fight for, um, like, a good deal, and they are not working as a result. And um, in the midst of that, Ryan Murphy is, like, having conversations with Disney about, like, multi-million dollar deals, and he's working on his shows. It's, like, people are um, fighting for their jobs and, like, to pay their bills, and this, like, true millionaire is like threatening to sue um I don't know I just think think it's so weird but he's saying that like he's not crossing the picket line I just don't believe that and I think given the fact that we have seen like such a um small amount of shows actually actively be filming right now the fact that his are I think is suspicious I was trying to find the um price tag for his Disney deal and I can't find it anywhere I swear I saw it the other day but maybe what I saw was um his original Netflix deal that was 300 million dollars and that has expired and now he's moving to um Disney but I think Shonda might be doing something similar 
actually take that back. Take that back. Don't quote me on that. I just said something really crazy. That that's scary. This is how misinformation spreads. I just said that. But then after I thought about it, I was like, I think I was thinking of Meghan Markle and Harry. Um, it's just so crazy because you always want to say a last name. And then you're like, what is his last name? Prince? Harry, comma, Prince of Wales um, or whatever. Um, Prince Harry, whatever. Um, they're leaving. They left Netflix and Spotify, which we talked about the Spotify deal the other week. But anyway, the point is that this strike is still ongoing. It does not seem like they are getting to a place where there is a deal. And we are going to start feeling the impact soon enough because right now we're floating through summer where there is like all this reality TV, all these game shows like ABC does, you know, all these summer game shows and stuff. Um, and a lot of things that were already done with production a lot of um, fall TV would have already started to go back shooting as of the last few weeks, and they obviously have not. So um, my normal excitement about fall TV, I'm a little worried about it. Um, what will she talk about? Hi, thanks for catching up. Thanks for making it this far. Um, I have got to go stalk the Amazon Prime day deals and see who's competing with them and see if I need to spend any money on that. And also guys, I need to see if they have any of those mesh shoes. I know, I know it's not great. And I know that a lot of them have that like kind of horse hoof style, but I'm kind of considering it. I don't know. I just feel like it could be a good summer shoe, especially in the city when I don't want to have my toes all out in the New York city streets. Like, but I don't want to be in like a hot shoe. This is just me processing this with all of you. That's what I'm going to go do right now. I did also want to say I'm excited about Barbie, but I am getting overwhelmed. HGTV is literally doing a four-part series the week the movie comes out about a Barbie dream house challenge. I don't think that this is the same house that we have all seen in Malibu. I think that's like PR. And I think this is some sort of like... Um, like actual home like renovation but it's hosted by Ashley Graham and um I think it's a judge like I think it's a competition there's like a couple of renovation people from HGTV going into this house in Southern California and like um they get to like redesign I guess parts of it and then there's like a judge I don't know there's just a lot going on and I just you know, the other thing is, so I'm excited about this Barbie thing, right? But I did see that, like, basically the reason that they're investing so much and we're all getting, like, over-Barbied is because Barbie is just the tip of the Mattel iceberg that they are about to start producing content about. We all thought this was just, like, a very cool, exciting moment, but apparently they are actually working to start making more films about, like, toy IP. There, I have seen this multiple times, and I still don't know if it's true, but I have to tell you guys, apparently Daniel Kaluuya is working on a Barney project, and people keep saying it's going to be, like, about millennial angst. That does not sound like a good movie to me. Barney? I don't understand at all, but the Mattel tip of the iceberg thing is, is true. So that does kind of explain why they're investing so much in Barbie. It's not just about Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie. It's about, like, the entire um, IP, but, um, I'm still excited to go see Barbie and I'm still excited for Greta Gerwig to 
write and direct two new Narnia movies. I'm, I'm about to eat that up. And you know what I'm sick of? All these people being like Greta Gerwig was an indie director and now she's like, you know, ditched that girl indie she's not like trying to direct a film with like a a homemade camcorder by herself like everybody's trying to get their bag okay she was just directing films that did not have big budgets that uh, does not make her like an an indie visionary go ahead and get that barbie check check greta and then get that narnia check and next thing you know they'll have her in marvel they really will okay thanks for catching up bye